Y'all know the name. Straight Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Reggie. Been a long, long, long time. I think the last show we did was September. September, October, maybe. I know I told the followers that I'd be back in November, but, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> you get busy, and the last thing you want to do is uh, hook up all the equipment and talk on the mic. But we're back, we're back, we're back for 2016, and I think... We're gonna be. We're gonna make this a weekly thing again. We're gonna try and make this a weekly thing. My New Year's resolution was to do this thing every week. <laughs> so let's see how long I can I can last. Definitely, definitely, definitely. There's so much to talk about. This show's gonna be four and a half hours long. So getting right now. I'm kidding. Um, but there is a lot of stuff that we missed. I mean, from October till to up until now, so much has happened. There've been a lot of famous deaths from last year. A lot of issues that are going on in the world. Canada has a new prime minister. All types of stuff's been going on. But the first half of the show, we're going to dedicate it to my squad. The New York Knicks. And I have an apology. Maybe not so much as an apology, but an admission that I was wrong about a certain subject. As well as a lot of people were wrong about this certain subject. There's probably out of the eight, probably out of the 8.5 million people that live in New York, I'd say 7 million of them were wrong about this guy. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, keep listening and we'll, we'll tell you all about it. It's the first half of the show. You can also go back to a previous episode that I did called, I think it was Crimea River, where we discussed the NBA draft and I told you my viewpoints of our draft pick. <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say I told you so, but 
I definitely didn't tell you so because I was on the other side of the fence of this guy, but he's proving us all wrong. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to get back into doing our weekly album review. So stay tuned for that. This week's album is ridiculous, in my opinion. And it's not a surprise, but (laughs) stay tuned and we'll get into that. And at the end of the show, the second half of the show, what we'll do is um, go through some of those issues that I, I was talking about in the beginning that happened in 2015 and even some of the things that have happened in the short time that we've been in 2016 so stay tuned for that as well so as usual you can get to the podcast straighttalks.com it's str the number eight hyphen t-a-l-k-s.com you can get us on itunes stitcher player fm tune in uh, there's a number of different ways you can get our podcast if you go to the subscribe page there's a option to enter your email address and every time a new episode is uploaded uh, you'll get an email saying so. So you can download it and listen from your email. You can go to the website, listen to it, to it from the um, from the episode container. Like I said, you can get it on Stitcher, iTunes, it's all free, Player FM, or TuneIn. So there's a ton of things to talk about. So without any further ado, let's get into this. I'm excited to get back on the mic and start spewing my views and my rants and <laughs> all types of stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Such a long, long time Look like I kept you off of my mind But I can't For those of you that have listened to our, our episodes, or maybe not all of them, I suggest you go back to the episode Cry Me a River because what we're going to talk about next is going to make all make sense when you listen to <laughs> what I said and what other people said about the New York Knicks pick in the draft. Short little recap, New York Knicks had the fourth pick in the, in the, in the last draft and decided to take a 7'3 Latvian out of uh, playing out of the Spanish League. People in New York, fans of New York, of the New York Knicks were going crazy. Who is this guy? What are you doing? Phil Jackson, you're killing me. What's going on with the Knicks? They wasted their fourth round pick on this, uh, their fourth overall pick on this guy. Come on, man. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. And leading the charge was Stephen A. Smith. He went on a, on a famous rant. I actually cut up his rant, and I used I use some of the drops <laughs> on the show because the way he butchers the English language and the way he gets so upset and <laughs> animated. So what I've compiled is a before and after. <laughs> and the before was just... Like I said, if you listen to the episode, I mentioned there was a kid actually crying that we picked this kid. Crying on TV that we picked this kid. Everybody was just looking around like, what's going on? All the pundits. What are the Knicks doing? Stephen A. Smith said he's going to boycott Knicks games. And then we have what we have now. So I'm just going to play you a little before and after, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Fourth overall in the draft. Let's see who the Knicks select, and let's also see how this sizable Knicks fan contingent reacts. With the fourth pick in the 2015 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis from Leopaya, Latvia. He last played for Sevilla in Spain.60 players, John, were drafted. 60 dreams have come true, although I should also point out there are 8.5 million people living in New York City and roughly that many nightmares tonight as well. Stephen A. Smith joins us now. Stephen A., I'm going to ask you very calmly to explain to me what in the good name of Frederick Weiss Phil Jackson did tonight. Well, first of all, it beats me. Let me be very, very clear. I'm very confused at this pick simply because 
When I think about Phil Jackson, he made promises that he's simply not keeping. And if I seem a bit agitated, yes, it would happen to be because I'm on vacation and I came off vacation just to talk about this subject because as a native New Yorker, I'm completely disgusted. When I look at this kid, Porzingis, let me let me be very, very clear about this kid, Porzingis, okay? The kid is talented. He knows how to spread the floor. He's 7'1". He's 220. He can put the ball on the floor. He can spread it. He can shoot from the perimeter. He's got tremendous talent. And in three to five years, he may very well be big time. But, gentlemen, this is not about that. This is about now, because when you look at the fact that Phil Jackson picked this individual, you're talking about a project. Phil Jackson in the New York Knicks passed up on at least four dudes who are NBA ready now. You got Willie Cauley-Stein. You passed up on him. You got Justice Winslow, who I think is the steal of the draft. You passed up on him, okay? Stanley Roberts out of Arizona. You passed up on him. That's just the name of you. And why did you do this? You did this because of some dude who may or may not be ready in two years, a year after you paid Carmelo Anthony $124 million, told the city of New York you were going to be respectable, you were going to contend for a playoff spot within the Eastern Conference, then has the temerity, the unmitigated goal, the disgusting proclamation that you did a great job because you cleaned up the house by tanking the season. And oh, by the way, when you tank the season, you didn't even do that right because two of your last three games at Atlanta, at Orlando, you lost those two, basically giving more ping pong balls to the Minnesota Timberwolves who ended up with the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. New York Knicks fans were at the Barclays Center booing because we recognize that we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived by Phil Jackson and the New York Knicks. That is the situation. That is what is going on. And that is why I stand here on my vacation, blissfully happy until tonight when this happened. Ruined everything. Just ruined it. Martin on the drive, trying to draw the foul, blocked by Porzingis. Porzingis on the foul, over Aldridge. And the rejection by Porzingis. Sweeping hook, banks it in. Beautiful move for Porzingis. Rebound number 15, pulled down by Porzingis. Porzingis steps back, fires away, and hits. Porzingis on the fan. Anthony with the three. No flying in is Persingas. Wow. Four and two in his six games back. Porzingis at seven three, making the three. Yeah, there you go. You talk about the seven foot three big guy playing forward. He's able to hit from downtown. Porzingis is one on one. He spins. He dunks. Wow. Three-pointer by Porzingis. Good! Oh, baby! A jump shot by Carmelo is short. And Porzingis, above everybody, dunks it home. Galloway for three. Not that time. And Porzingis stuffs it home! He scraped the ceiling! Wow! Down low to Porzingis. He puts him off shot and hits. This crowd is roaring. Stops Porzingis has another big night for the Knicks. 29 points and 11 boards and a win over the Hornets. Stephen A., what is your reaction to yeah, all this thing love in your city? I got to admit, I'm stunned. He deserves it. I like the promise. Phil Jackson looks like he did well with mm-hmm. this pick. I'm actually going to go to the Knicks game. I'm going to end my book. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to go in a few days. I'm going to go to really? the Knicks. I called them yesterday to let them know I was coming. Uh-oh. And I will say this to you, though. My position on Phil Jackson is still one ripe for trepidation. You don't get paid 10 to $12 million just to finish last, stink during a regular season, and capture a high draft pick. As an executive, with his cachet, his name recognition, you have to show me you can go out there and recruit a marquee free agent. Right. Otherwise, you ain't no different than Sam Hickey in Philadelphia who couldn't recruit anybody out of a paper bag. He's just trying to build right. off of the draft. So are you willing to admit that the future is suddenly now for your Knicks thanks to a 20-year-old I wouldn't say who's 7'3". I wouldn't say the future is now. What I would tell you is that I like Porzingis a lot. 
29 and 11? Well, that's against Charlotte. But Did I, you I, see I the like dream shake? I like him a lot. see the put-back dunks? I saw it. See the I easy it, threes? I saw it. It's a little bit awkward. Got to put some weight on his bones. We'll see what happens. Do you, you realize he's putting pressure on Melo to live yes. up to Porzingis? Yes, he is. And I like wow. that. I like that. Wow. I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing for the New York Knicks. I want to stay for the record. You should go and support the Knicks. My boycott is Do over. one thing for me. Support please him. take a selfie with Porzingis. Please. <laughs> well, what, well, what can you say? I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. I, like many others in the New York market, I, like many others in NBA TV, I, like many others that were that are fan of a fan of this team, long suffering fan of this team, thought, and like I even said in the in the in the last ep- not in the last episode, but in the episode we're talking about crime and river. A project, two-year project, three-year project. How is this going to align with Melo? Melo's only here for five years, and he's 31 years old. In three years, he'll be 34. How is this? You know, we're going to need another score by the time that this guy's a player. And it's not true. (laughs) It is not true at all. This kid is a player. Let me tell you. if, If you haven't seen a Knicks game this year, and even if you don't like the Knicks, it's well worth it to watch this kid play. This kid is nice. Yo, that kid is nice. I'm telling you. I I couldn't see it coming. Many people couldn't see it coming. Seven foot three. Handle of a three guard of a three. Touch of a shooting guard. Rebounding and blocking like a five. Phil Jackson, really? <laughs> Where'd you find this kid? I was just sitting back here thinking, actually, if we were to put this kid on the trade block, who could we get? <laughs> and I'm and I'm not saying to trade him or anything like that. So before you guys go crazy, I'm just thinking, like, what player could we get for this kid? I'm pretty sure Cleveland would trade LeBron James for him. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Well, definitely. We probably could get, probably could get, nah, I don't know. He could probably get Westbrook. And Durant for him. Their their con the contract situation for Kevin Durant being included in my reasoning for that. The only player I don't think you could get is Steph Curry. Probably the only player in the NBA you probably couldn't get. If you packaged him with someone else, I think you probably could get Steph Curry for this kid. The the intangibles he brings to the to the court, it's just unbelievable. The play tonight or last night. I believe he had 15 point or 12 points, eight boards, five blocks, three assists. And I mean, he's still learning the game. And he's still, I still weigh more than him. But just his understanding of the game. And you have to, and you have to look at this kid, Kristaps Porzingis we're talking about. You have to look at him. The, guy, the kid's dream was to play in the NBA. So what's the first thing he did? Not pick up a basketball. Not get cornrows, <laughs> which he did. Which is if I haven't seen that picture, hilarious. Not record LeBron James, Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan videos and sit down and watch them, which he did. But that's not the first thing he did. You know what he did? He learned English. You tell me you're gonna get this kid from Latvia coming over seven three, and it's like, ah, oh, you know what? He's gonna it's gonna take him like three or four months to even learn the language properly. He's not gonna understand what the coaches are saying. He's gonna have to have a translator for everything. Some things gonna get lost in translation. He's not gonna go to the right spot on the court. Oh my God! Here we go. Hear this kid talk. He speaks better English than me, and everyone's shocked. And it's like, what? Why? What? Why do you speak English so well? Well, my dream was to play in the NBA and you speak English here. So I had to make sure that I, I, I learned the language and I wasn't coming over here with with that on my back, having to learn the language and get used to the city and all that stuff. Like the less things on my back, the better for me. So I, I, I learned English. Everyone's looking at it. Yeah, yeah, this kid has a little bit of a head on his shoulder. eh? Now, whether that's him himself or his support staff saying this is what you need to do if you want to get there. You don't want to be a Dirk Nowitzki and don't understand a word of English. Those guys struggle in the beginning until they until they learn English and they know the set plays and they know what it means to flex to the elbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the thing that impressed me a little bit about it. Him coming in knowing that, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to play soccer in Germany or something. I got to learn German from now. Not get to Germany, then have to start learning the language. 
because they were behind the eight ball by then. So that shows you a little bit of the immaturity that this kid has, and he doesn't get upset on the on the court. I think he's I think he's well tuned to know that I'm a rookie, I'm not going to get those calls. I'm going to look at someone the wrong way, and I'm going to get a foul. He's he, I think he well understands that. He doesn't complain. He might look at the referee funny, but it's a quick glance, and that's it. Right back, head down, hands on the knees. Let's play. The kid is nice. Yo, that kid is nice. And I also mentioned in that in that episode, and I wanted to send a tweet to this guy, Sky Zoo, my favorite rapper. It should be your favorite rapper too. He always comes out and says he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, which is probably true. He sent out a tweet the day of the draft to Phil Jackson, Steve Mills, I think it was the the Knicks organization and Derek Fisher. In a cool blooded rant. Worse than Steven A. Smith, because you can draft f bombs on Twitter. <laughs> so I wanted to get uh, you know his perspective on what's going on in New York. <laughs> you can see it on TV. Madison Square Garden fans are chanting his name, and even Mello, Mello's gotten better because this kid's here. And you heard Skip Bayless say he's making Mello become Mello. You know, Mello's in the back saying, "Hey, hey, hey don't forget about me. I know this kid's good, but hey, I can do this." And we're seeing Mello finally play like the Carmelo Anthony we thought we were going to get three years ago, four years ago when we got him. Everyone says, yeah, Melo, all he does is shoot, all he does is shoot. It was true for the first three, two, three years. All he did was shoot. There's nobody on the team that can that can do anything to help him score or to score. We had that team that Mike Woodson-led team, Jason Kidd, J.R. Smith, Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler, Melo, Novak, Kidd. Scored a lot of points with that with that team because and Rashid Wallace was on that team because we took a lot of three-pointers. I think we set the record for the most three-pointers taken that season. And sure, we scored a lot of points because we were very streaky shooters. You have seven guys that can shoot threes when four of them are having an off day, three of them are going to be good. When those three are having an off day, those other four are going to be good. So yeah, we won a ton of games. But when the playoffs roll around, it's not the same. Most teams are going to take away your strengths that you portrayed through the whole regular season. They're going to tell hey, they're going to say, hey, hey, these guys, all they do is shoot threes. We're going to take away three-point line. Get them from early. All Tyson Chandler was there for was to rebound it, to throw it back out to a three for another three-point shot. There was no one slashing to the basket. There was no one cutting to the basket. There was no, you know, elbow jump shots. There was nothing. It was three ball, three ball, three ball. Man, in the end, it killed us. It killed us that year. So this year's different, though. Phil Jackson, and I keep saying Phil Jackson, he's the president of basketball operations. I really think he's president of basketball operations and the GM. Excellent job this offseason. Excellent job this offseason. Who would have saw it? Not me. We're the New York Knicks. We got it when, when, when a free agent's available like LaMarcus Aldridge. We got to get him. He's got to come to New York. Like, it's it's New York. He's got to come. Not going to lose out to to Portland or San Antonio. No way. Boom. Goes to, goes to San Antonio. All the free agents that were free agents last season... All the big ones, anyway. Greg Monroe. It's got to come to New York. Being in Detroit? New York's a big market. Mellow's here. It's got to come. Goes to Milwaukee. Milwaukee over New York? So now you're looking in the mirror. If you're a New York... If you're a New York Knicks fan or a New York Knicks employee and saying, Milwaukee? This guy went to Milwaukee over us? Maybe how far have we fallen? Guys saying they don't want to go to the New York Knicks. Guys saying they don't want to go to the Lakers. What's going on out here? Guys would rather sign for the Phoenix Suns than the Lakers. It's happening. So he said, okay. Phil Jackson's okay. Couldn't splash all the big the big money for the big free agents. No problem. We'll go out there and get pieces. Okay. Now, it's, it, the New York Knicks rebuild is a project. And I can't see Phil Jackson and Derek, Derek Fisher thinking that it would be this good as it is right now. Now, they still have a losing record. They're 19 and 20. But in all honesty... If, if you watch the Knicks play, they have leads in the fourth quarter. Nine, 10, 11, 12 point leads halfway through the fourth quarter. And then they'll end up losing by eight. When I'm watching, it's just like, yeah, okay, I understand that we're winning through the whole game up until the third quarter, up until halfway through the fourth quarter. But then the playoff type defense, the playoff type intensity comes, comes about and guys just crumble. They start double teaming mellow and it's over. So. Getting back to the offseason that the New York Knicks had. Beautiful. 
beautiful now because you're seeing what he did and now you're reaping all the all the efforts. But when he first came out and said, okay, we're going to sign Derek Williams. Like Derek Williams, I got drafted by the Timberwolves and flamed out there. Then went to Sacramento and flamed out there. That Derek Williams? Yeah, that same one. Four years. Oh. Okay. What else? All right, we're going to get this guy, Kylo Quinn, from the Orlando Magic. Kylo Quinn? Kylo Quinn? Yeah, four years. Four years? <laughs> what? Why? It's happening out there. We need, we need scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. Go out and get Aaron Aflalo, which we which we talked about in that episode, which is a great pickup. Secondary scorer to Mello. Beautiful pickup. Well, how, what are we going to do in the middle of the court now? We need someone. We need a center. We need someone who's going to rebound. We need someone who's going to intimidate a little bit. We're going to go out and get Lopez. Oh, you're going to get Brooke Lopez? That's not bad. No, no, no. Robin Lopez. Robin Lope from Portland? Yeah. Yeah. Five years. Oh, my God. Okay, who's going to run the point? Uh, we're going to leave Calderon to do that. Okay. But you know he can't play defense, right? Nah, it's okay. Okay. What else? We're going to sign, we're, we're going to re-sign Langston Galloway, which is a great move. Plays hard, shoots well, runs the offense well, is quick, and get to the basket. We're going to re- we're gonna sign Lance, uh, Lance Thomas. Beautiful. Comes off the bench, provides instant offense. Great pickup. We're going to sign back Lou Amundsen. That's okay. Gritty. Guy gets, the guy plays hard. He's not the most skilled, but he gives effort. Just fine. And we're going to fill up the, the roster with Vujicic uh, that used to play for the Lakers and Phil Jackson and was a teammate of Derek Fisher. We'll bring him in and, you know, and plus the draft pick. We're going to be nice. Uh, and everyone's holding their head like, come on, this team, and you're going to still run the triangle offense? Come on, man. Get out of here. Who's going to come here and watch this nonsense? But. I see the balance. If this if this was what he was even trying to do, which it probably was, but I see the balance in what he did, what Phil Jackson did. He got enough players and enough starters and smart enough starters to run the triangle often, but still have a bench that will run it down your throat. So it's kind of a hybrid offense. When our starters are in there, we'll play a little bit of the triangle, lots of cutting, lots of... Uh, not one-on-one, but lots of cutting, lots of backdoors, lots of backdoor screens. But when the bench comes in, yo, put your track shoes on because we're, we're going to try and run it down your throat. So when you're lulling the defense into the triangle offense and a lot of the ball movement and shifting sides and this, that, and the third, and then we start integrating the bench in and, and we start just throwing lobs to Derek Williams, <laughs> teams weren't ready for that. Teams weren't ready for that. And in all honesty, like I said earlier, these guys could finish out games. Be five games above five hundred right now, battling the Raptors for the best for the best record in the Atlantic, who we already beat this year anyway. Losing games to we lost to San Antonio on Friday by one. We're three inches away from beating them on the road. They're now up to I think thirty one games unbeaten at home or thirty games unbeaten at home. We had them. We were down eight or nine in the fourth quarter and it's clawed our way back lost by one so guys are taking those type of losses and trying to build on it so that's enough about the Knicks I just want to sit here tell you Straight Talks followers Straight Talks listeners I was wrong Kristaps Porzingis is the real deal he's only going to get better which is scary Like I, and I, like I said again in the other episode I just hope that they don't bulk him up too much where he loses some of his speed or he has to reinvent his shot now to to compensate for the the added weight because the kid the kid has the utmost confidence in himself some of the shots he's taken he doesn't back down he'll go right over on marcus aldridge and dunk on him he'll mix it up with guys and I think the Knicks have that type of team that we saw back in the 90s the beginning of the 90s team I'm not saying they are that yet but the beginnings of that last year guys used to get run over by players and no one would do anything last week playing the Atlanta Hawks Kurt Bazemore if that's his name Kurt his last name is Bazemore Bazemore got into a little bit of a chest to chest with Porzingis who's the first guy to come in and push Bazemore away Carmelo Anthony 
after the game, Porzingis. It's great to know that the guy's got my back. This is the Oakley, Charles Smith, Anthony Mason type of stuff. You push Starks, you push Ewing, you're going to get an elbow from me. And I love that. That's team. That's teamwork. Love it. Knicks will make the playoffs this year. I guarantee it. Knicks make the playoffs this year. As we're sitting here right now, January 11th, 2016, Knicks make the playoffs this year. I hope, I can't hope for this any harder that they play the Raptors in the first round. I hope they play the Raptors in the first round because it's going to be blue and orange everything. Blue and orange everything. Wherever I go to watch the game. Toronto's doing well, I guess. Don't, I honestly, I've watched one game all season of the Raptors and that's when they played the Knicks. So I don't know how well they're doing. I don't know how well they're doing. We're in the same division and we're chasing them right now, but I know Damari Carroll's hurt. Their big $15 million acquisition. They signed they signed Terrence Ross for $11 million per season. I, anyways, I don't know what's going on. Someone's going to have to save NBA owners from themselves. In about five years, and I said this again in the previous episode, I think Tony Ruckus was here, and I told him, in five or six years, an NBA team's going to go bankrupt. Guaranteed. I guarantee it. With the money that's going to be spent, in the, uh, I believe it's next year when the TV money comes in. Crazy amount of money. Crazy amount of money. If Terrence Ross is worth $11 million, when DeMar DeRozan has to re-sign, what the hell is he worth? Max? 25 30 per year? For DeMar DeRozan? Uh, <laughs> not my issue. Um, It's not my issue again, so whatever. Knicks still need a point guard. Saying it now, everyone's everyone was booing Calderon when he started. He started to play a little bit well, but if you get a point guard like a Jeff Teague or even a Derrick Rose on his two bad knees, he's still blown by Calderon. Any any point guard with any type of ball handling skill or speed and speed together is gonna murder this guy. You're gonna murder this guy, and you gotta hope that either Porzingis or Robin Lopez is back there to wipe the boards with whatever the point guard comes in with, but everybody has to collapse. It's going to leave someone open for a shot. So you guys know basketball. You know what I'm talking about anyway. But So I just wanted to start off with that. I was wrong about Kristaps Porzingis. Not a project. Like everybody else in the league, he can get better. But he's not a project. Not a project. He'll be head and shoulders above what he is right now, next season. And like I said, that's scary. So right now we're going to get into our album review. This week's album review. Actually, you know what? We'll talk about it on the other side. Stay tuned. I was running through the six. This week's album review takes us to the state of Michigan, city of Detroit, talking about legendary hip-hop producer. Well, I don't know if we can say legendary yet, but one of the best, most worked with, most wanted hip-hop producers out there, and he goes by the name of Apollo Brown. He has a new album. I don't know how new it is to you guys. Well, actually, it's not very new to me either but it came out i think in the summer i remember cutting the grass listening to it so yeah i think it came out in the summer it's called grandeur and for those of you that aren't familiar with apollo brown he's a producer produces songs for the likes of well any any underground any mainstream hip-hop head would know these names that he's dealt with he actually works with a group that we spoke about or we did an album review about well, months and months and months ago, actually, uh, Mellow Music Group. He did an album with just beats. Like, no lyrics, no lyricists, nothing. Just an album of beats. I think it was called 38. Came out in the summer, I believe, as well. But he works with all types of artists. Sky Zoo, Torre, Guilty Simpson. I remember he came out with an album with Guilty Simpson called Dice Game. Gross. If you haven't heard that, get that. I like Guilty, and then Apollo's beats are sick, so it's a good combination. Um, works. He's worked with Ugly Heroes, which I believe is Red Pill and Verbal Kent. 
I believe Verbal Kent's in Ugly Heroes. I know Red Pill is, but I, I, I think Verbal Kent's in there. But if you haven't heard of Ugly Heroes, definitely, like I said before in previous podcasts, go on YouTube and you can preview everything before you buy it. Let me say that again. You can preview you can preview everything before you buy it. Before you buy it. Because you definitely need to buy it. You need to support artists like this because, you know, it's easy to download stuff. I know it's convenient to download stuff, but these guys are, this is the way they eat. They're putting their life and heart and soul into this stuff to give us good music. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like stealing from them, right? So... Uh, he's worked with rapper Big Pooh, Raskas, Ferromanch, Rock Marciano. If you haven't heard of any of the Rock Marciano too, <laughs> go on to YouTube, preview it before you buy it. His last album was called Marci Boku, I believe. Or the last album that I heard from him was called Mar- Marci Boku. And it's Marcy because he's from, I think, uh, Marcy Projects in, in Brooklyn. So uh, He's also worked with Ghostface, Eternia. For those of you that haven't heard, Eternia, female rapper out of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Get that. One of the best lyricists out there. And I'm not even going to classify it as one of the best female lyricists. She's one of the best lyricists, period, out there. If you haven't heard her stuff, check that out as well. But getting back to our album review, album's called Grandeur, and it's just Apollo Brown making beats. I keep wanting to say Apollo Creed, <laughs> but it's Apollo Brown making beats and having the best of the best rappers spit out over top of his beats. So regular album review, four tracks, four of the tracks that I like. I mean, you listen to it. And you can pick your own four tracks. But these are the four tracks that I like. These are the four tracks that I think will highlight the album to make you say, you know what? Yes, I need to listen to this. But anyways, we're going to start it off with a song called Brass Tax featuring Chino XL. Chino XL, I remember Chino XL from not back in the day, but maybe two, three, four years ago. Lyricist. And you'll hear it in the song when, it, when, when, when I play it. He's, he's a lyricist. So, again, off the album Grandeur by Apollo Brown, Brass Tax featuring Chino XL. Here we go. Jarring, jargon, and torture, talking. Do you feel ashamed and awkward? For my phonetic fame, you trade your child's face for my talent and fortune. Fuck out of Aries, I'm a ram that you can't scam, that you can't stand. Written flash by you with a blur on a cop's dash cam. For real, I'm Oscar the Grouch, and this world is my trash can. Hazardous, spit wicked liquid while this evil is jazz is playing. My literature is littered with funeral terms. My spirit eternal is pitted with snippets of the weirdest unusual slurs. You can't click on World Star for your life solution. In love with the code. I'm in love with starting revolution. You put any type of flute or violin or anything like that in the background <laughs> without with a hard beat, I'm in it. The beat should hold you until the um, the lyrics come in. And like I said, Chino Excel, lyricist, lyricist. And I like this song. I like I like his. It's a different type of flow, right? It's not your same. It's not your same old, same old type of flow. It's almost. He's almost, you know, putting too many words in his bars. <laughs> he has to talk really fast to, to keep it on beat, but he does it. So that's a song called Brass Tax. Track number five off of Apollo Brown's album called Grandeur. Uh, next track we're going to get to, we'll do it in order. Well, we'll do it in order of 
my selection. So we're going to go to track number nine. It's a song called Getting By featuring rapper Big Pooh. I like this song because um, he, he used elements from one of my favorite rap songs of all time from, from Sky Zoo called uh, Fooling Yourself or Stop Fooling Yourself. He took elements from that and just rearranged them and made this beat. So uh, here we go. Getting By featuring rapper Big Pooh. That's a song called Get Getting By featuring rapper Big Boo. Love that beat. I loved it when I think it was ninth that did it. Originally. Stop fooling yourself by Sky Zoo. And then um I wish I knew the sample. I should have looked up the sample, but Apollo Brown took probably took the same samples and created his own beat out of it, and that's what you get there. Love my little brother. Well, I love the group, little brother. <laughs> if I had a little brother, I'd probably love him too. But love that group. Love rapper Big Poo, Fonte, doing the thing. They should come out with another album. They should come out with another album. I'm talking about little brother. Fonte's doing his thing, but I don't know. I'm not feeling any of the, of the new foreign exchange stuff. I know I should, because everyone's telling me I should, but I don't, so... We might do a review of one of the Fonte, well, one of Foreign Exchange's albums, so you can hear how they switched up from Connected to to now. But whatever. Next song we're going to talk about is called Triple Beams, and it's featuring Westside Gun. Westside Gun is, um, I think he runs with Sky Zoo as well. He's on Sky Zoo's last album, Music for My Friends. Uh, he's on a song called Luxury. So if you haven't heard him before, you can check him out there as well. And here we go. Make sure the money machine still work Remember nights in that cell, my celly praying for the crack law. If the tape boss, I knock a stack off. Remix now, I made it 20. Clip so long, it looked fake. Shot the shit up with one bully. Victor and Roth over the vest. Pictures think I'm lifting weights. Running nigga jewels at the VMAs. Trying to make every day a payday. I came home, just sent them right back for a decade. PRP's distress. Bait Reeboks, lost slide of death. I ain't trying to get what he got. Slaughtering cocaine underwater snorkeling. My reflexes put the fork in it. The fortunate Fortune 500 niggas running. Dragon from the ghost like it's nothing. Never been shot, but I seen niggas get their shit lit up. I'm like rich, poor, but richer. Spit nice, crying over triple beans. Count this motherfucking money, nigga. 
Love that track. For all my old school hip hop heads, you'll know where you first heard that sample from. I'm not even going to tell you. But I like his rhyme flow. Again, the beat, crazy. And I like how in the beginning, you know it's going to be a, a crazy sample from Apollo Brown because you hear the bacon crackling in the background. The dust off the old albums. So you know it's going to be a crazy sample. But again, that's the first song I actually heard off this album. And I was like, yeah, I got to hear more. Because if you're making beats like that and having rappers like this on it, well, how can you lose? Right? So that song is number 17. It's called Triple Beams featuring Westside Gun. I think that's Planet Asia rapping right now. I believe it's Planet Asia, but not sure. Final song we're going to review is called Each Other, and it's featuring Eternia. I had to add this one in. I mean, if you haven't heard this 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 rapper rap, crazy. Just happens, just so happens to be a female, but crazy. Not crazy, like I said, not crazy because she's a female rapper and it's crazy. Crazy because it's chicken rap. Song's called Each Other. Featuring Eternia Track number 17 off Apollo Brown's new album Called Grandeur Check it out Just so happens to be Canadian. One of my favorite rappers, Eternia. The outro song is going to be her and a song. I just decided actually the outro song is going to be a song with her and Joel Ortiz. They ripped a song called It's Funny and it's crazy. <laughs> Joel, Joel Ortiz rips everything, but Eternia is just like, whoa. But again, like I said, one of my favorite rappers just happens to be from Canada. So that's the album review, the four songs that I liked off the album. With my gold star going to track number 16 called Triple Beams featuring Westside Gun. Check it out, definitely. It's called Grandeur. It's by Apollo Brown. I'm sure it's in stores. I'm sure it's on iTunes. Buy it. Buy it. We're going to now get into the last part of the show. We're just going to recap stuff that happened in 2015, beginning of 2016. Maybe set up uh, some topics for shows to come and all of that. So stay tuned. I feel like this beat... Don't make my ass it to respect me, please. Just a whole time, whole time. Killing me, I do it wrong, I'll get your money, but for another day, in another way, in my name, nothing. Every day, we are murderers. Yeah, I can see. Kill her. Murderers. Murderers. Murderers
is some of the things that happened in the end of 2015 and a couple of things that have happened in the short time that we've been in 2016. We've had a couple of incidents go down. I always tell people when I talk about stuff to go back and listen to the shows that we did previous when talking about certain topics. We did a show. I did a show called To Serve and Protect Who where we spoke about uh, police violence against, not going to say black only, because it's not black only, not going to say Latino only, because it's not Latino only, it's non-white, we'll say. That's good, right? It's probably more accurate, so we'll say non-white. So for those of you that listen to that show, know how I spoke about the case of Tamir Rice, who was sitting in a park, probably didn't have all the details back then, was sitting in a park in Ohio, but Ohio is an open state, uh, sorry, an open carry state, so you can you can sling a gun on your shoulder just as easily as you're carrying a backpack in plain view of everybody, so not an issue. Was at a park, they said playing with a gun, it was a toy gun or whatever, and police came and put some bullets in him, killed him. On December 28th, 2015, grand jury decided not to indict any of the police officers involved, so no charges will be laid. So, as we as we say, they, they get away again, right? Right. And if you listen to that show that I did to serve and protect who, I forget what episode number it is, but it's, all the titles are listed on the website. You can uh, go back and listen to what we said, and then there's a reoccurring theme <laughs> in each of the cases. And this is just another one to the long list of nobody's responsible for 16 bullets in somebody. Nobody's responsible for 21 bullets in somebody. Nobody's responsible for 7 bullets in the back. No one's responsible for 4 bullets in the back while handcuffed, face down on the on the pavement, you know? So, and during that time, again, we had the Sandra Bland case, who died in police custody. There was videotape that was erased from the poli- from the holding cell where she was. And even the circumstances around her arrest are questionable. Lack of a better term. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, you got to keep one eye open for the police for real, for real. Don't say it couldn't happen to you because I'm sure many of the people that we spoke to, where we spoke about that episode or even the stuff that you read in the newspaper, many of them, I'm I'm assuming all of them thought they were coming home that night. So, I mean, (laughs) I was talking to a friend of mine about this issue (laughs) and I was telling him and he just, he reminded me tonight actually. I told him I was going to talk about this issue. And I, I told him if <laughs> it was just at, right after watching straight out of Compton, I was like, if oh if officer, police officer O'Shea Jackson went out and shot a, a, a Crispin or a Kayla or a Chadwick or an Emily or a Cody or a McKenzie <laughs> seven times in the back. The trial would have taken 15 minutes, coffee break included. There was actually a case, I believe it was in the States. Well, it has to be in the States, right? I believe it was in the States. Woman was pointing a gun at police. Older, older lady. Obviously, obviously some mental issues there. But the police did everything in their power not to shoot her. And they didn't. Were able to take her down peace. So they know what to do. <laughs> they just see darker skin and triggers get pulled, I guess, right? The nature of the threat. Anyways, trying to keep the first show of 2016 light, but, you know, yeah, speak on the issues, right? So we've had a couple of uh, couple of deaths even in late 2015, early 2016. More prominent, most prominent in 2016, we lost Natalie Cole, Nat King Cole's daughter. Didn't even know she was sick, but apparently she was very sick, you know. So we lost uh, a couple of basketball players too. Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder, 
lost Moses Malone. Uh, we even lost uh, Flip Saunders. Many of you know him uh, from coaching the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think he coached the Pistons as well. President of basketball operations and coach, I think. But most 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 prominent most prominently known for coaching the Minnesota Timberwolves, Kevin Garnett and Stephon Marbury. We lost one of my favorite rappers last year, Sean Price. Sean we did a uh, we did a show about that. I think I called it Sean Price. Want to go back and listen to that as well. So it was a crazy year. I mean, I know I missed tons, the whole Bill Cosby issue, but we'll talk about that. I think next week we'll talk about Bill Cosby. It's crazy, but Tony Ruckus actually brought it to my attention that on the the last day that they could uh, prosecute him, they decided to press charges. I think there was a 10-year statute of limitations, and on like the last day that they could prosecute him, they decided to go and arrest him. So we'll talk about that next week. Don't really have a lot of time left. Um, other things that happened in 2016, Star Wars came out. We went, I just went and saw that. Was actually, I went with Tony Ruckus to see that crazy movie. I'm a big Star Wars guy. If you listen to other episodes, you know about my collection, so I'm not gonna get into that. Also, saw uh, Straight Outta Compton, and I thought I knew everything about NWA. Apparently, I didn't. Next week, we'll actually we'll get into it a little bit deeper, where um. <laughs> my personal opinion Suge Knight had easy killed we'll talk about that we'll, we'll get into that he pretty much admitted it on Jimmy Kimmel you know but we'll, we'll, we'll play the clip from that Jimmy Kimmel show and we'll, we'll, we'll go through the facts of, of, his, of his illness we'll say and the, and the speed at which it took him <laughs> the, the, the I don't know if the level of disease i don't know if that's the right word but the anyways we'll talk about it we'll talk about it if i get started on my won't stop so we'll talk about that next week that's the show sorry for my timing my timing's all off it took me a while to find all the drops and all that stuff back again it's been about three or four months once you get into doing it everything's like clockwork as soon as you take a month off and i took about four <laughs> so, but as soon as you take some little bit of time off you forget where everything is. Like, where is that? What? How do I? Where do I put? Is this? No. Check. Check. Is this? Is it on? That type of stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to do this every week. Um, definitely want to do it every week. You guys need to hear what I have to say. Trust me. Where would you get your hip hop information from if not from me? But go pick up that Apollo Brown grandeur. Go listen to Eternia. Go listen to Rock Marciano. Do your homework. There's a test next week. No, I'm kidding. Well, we'll get back to you. We'll get back at you next week. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you then. I was running through the six. So we met.
fresh with your spitting. So in New York or not, I'm still next to a pigeon. Hip hop fans better form a rescue division, cause anybody can drown on my journey to the ground. It's funny how rappers talk about how much they flip. I really don't care. It's whatever type of shit. Nasty, right? <laughs> I cocked that joint back and banged on him. <laughs>